Hello, I'm Virginia Heffernan, and welcome to This is Critical, the cultural criticism show where we live to surprise and we don't worship idols of any kind. Each week, we're going to look into all the things we think we know. Ideas, big, small, serious, unserious, that we don't even think to question anymore because they just seem like such a given. Beliefs like Bruce Springsteen is a god and the Hallmark Channel is a joke and catfishing is a sin. And what about polyamory? Is it liberating? Or does it just reinscribe some of the same gendered power dynamics from those old hippie free love days? And why are three ways always two women? Never mind. We'll get to that with a former congresswoman. Join me on this quest to look at our cultural creeds with relentless curiosity. I have only two rules. Nothing is off limits, and that includes cussing. Though, of course, I don't want anyone canceled here, so we're staying mindful and gentle personally. And nothing is dumbed down. Expect a French intellectual or two, some insufferable Latin phrases. I love that stuff. And some very insidery views of TikTok or ketamine. All right, so let's get into our very first episode. This week, we're giving Trash Talk another look by someone who does it, and he's good at it. It seems to me our culture freaks out about Trash Talk. I mean, look at the NFL right now. The football field is a lush Trash Talk garden. Hey, come back again. Come back again. Oh, you're so weak. You're a waste of my time. Hey, 75, I need some more of that. Come on. Y'all think that's a good blitz? Y'all think that's a good blitz, Rolando? Back up, Tanner Coach, you need some help. We're going to expose you, boy. But this season, it's more like a trash talk garden that's been overweeded. The league has asked refs to crack down on anything that could be construed as taunting after a few trash talk-related confrontations on the field last year. And trash talk is unpopular off the field, too, in politics, business, and that boundless battlefield we call the internet. One of the things even Republicans hate about Donald Trump is how he used to insult his political opponents on Twitter. And to their faces, classic trash talk if I ever saw it. As a journalist, I've found myself on the receiving end of quite a bit of trash talk, both online and IRL. And it never feels good to be called hashtag worse than ISIS. Yes, that happened to me. Another example is I once did a New Yorker profile of a kind of famous comedienne, to use the French word. All right, she was a little less famous then than she later became. And I'm going to be cagey about her name, not for journalistic ethics, but because, to be honest, she terrifies me. And what if she heard this podcast and tweeted something about me like, that loser Heffernan is very lame? You can't be too afraid of mean tweets, I always say. Anyway, listen, I'm going to call her Liz. Liz and I spent a bunch of time together, and I discovered walking around Manhattan with her that she zings freaking everyone. Like, there was this guy, a normal guy, who spat on the street, and she called him Pig. Hey, Pig. And whenever she spotted a down-and-out person, like a tatterdemalion street guy passing a hat, she'd say I was barely his level for dating. So I walked around trying to pretend to be cool with a small red wound in my chest that slowly, slowly opened, filling my ribs, even as I tried to laugh and be a good sport. Now that is effective trash talk. But here's the thing, trash talking wasn't the end of it with Liz. 
because she's also very breakable. And now, I'm not that great at trash talking, but whenever I vaguely tried to give it back to her, like when she yelled at that spitter and I said, wow, that is judgmental, Liz, because I hate, hate, hate when people tell each other what to do on the street. Like, don't litter, don't stand there, don't like it. Anyway, she'd get a little bit teary. You know, like that dish it out but can't take it thing. So one time during the interview, I asked her about some family stuff. I was profiling her and she actually sobbed. So that sobbing reminded me of that thing you see European soccer players do. You know, brawny adults hurling themselves on the ground in fake pain, wailing like Jennifer Coolidge in White Lotus in order to get ref sympathy. That's called flopping. And flopping might seem like the total opposite of trash talk, but I'm beginning to think they're two sides of one coin. Why? Well, on top of feeling like Liz was gonna hurt me at any moment now, I started to worry I was gonna hurt her. So she had me in a bind, I couldn't move. She had the constant upper hand with me because with a trash talker, you can push back, you can give as good as you get. And with a flopper who cries in agony at the slightest provocation, you have to be gentle. So I kept being super gentle and then getting zinged. And I realized that was her power. Trash talking and flopping. The NFL and Manchester United football behavior on the pitch. I wanted to understand all this further. Is trash talk really unsportsmanlike? Could it even, I shudder at the thought, but could it even be a good thing? And if so, how do I get good at it? For this, I turn to my Twitter frenemy, Dre Baldwin. Most of Dre's and my interactions involve sparring over politics online. He's pretty conservative, and perhaps you can tell already I am not. But what I like about Dre is he's great at getting me to question some of my preconceived notions. Dre is a sharp thinker, but he also played basketball professionally in Europe for nine years. And in sports, his chief strength is that he dominates the mental game. Since retiring from basketball, Dre's made his living on the speaking circuit, but he's still trash-talking. This is from his YouTube channel called Work On Your Game. When I go anywhere, I don't care what I'm doing. I don't care if I'm playing ball, if I'm making a YouTube video, if I'm doing a speaking engagement, I don't care who else in the room. When I go there, I'm the best. Dre, welcome to This Is Critical. Well, thank you for having me here, Virginia. I'm interested to see where this conversation goes. Excited to be here either way. (laughs) I love talking to someone that I've like (laughs) argued with on Twitter. (laughs) Yes. And you are very unafraid. You can't do it with too many people. So give me some examples of actual trashy talk. Oh, man. I remember once I was playing uh, here in Miami, and it wasn't a lot of people sitting in the stands. The only people in the stands are like friends and family, girlfriends, kids, stuff like that. So this guy on the other team, I mean, he went up and shot the ball, blocked the shot. And I'm like, no, get that shit out of here. Just uh, It was almost automatic that you say that when you block somebody's shot. Everybody does it. And I blocked the shot, and he heard me. And, and I guess he had a little bit of, he was like this macho type guy, big, muscular guy. He didn't belong on a basketball court. He was more like a, his body is more like a wrestler than a basketball player, but he's trying to play basketball. So I block his shot. He doesn't know me. He's like, oh, you want to talk trash, man? And he's smiling and he kind of, you know, he, he didn't like the fact that I said something to him. But his girlfriend was sitting in the front row <laughs> in, the, in the bleachers. And the gym is so empty, everybody can hear everything that's being said. So I start talking to his girlfriend. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, you're going to have to give him a good massage at the end of the night. You're going to have to comfort him pretty well because this is going to be an <laughs> ugly game for him. And he got really mad. He got really upset about that. He didn't get so mad. He smiled when I told him about blocking his shot. But when I started talking to his girlfriend, he got really angry. Like, hey, don't talk to her, man. He got serious. But he wasn't going to do anything to me because I can defend myself. So, but I kept talking to him the entire game. And we ended up beating him. And I think he was really... He, he really took it personal at that point. And that's the point of trash talk is you want people to, it's one thing if you talk to someone and they can kind of laugh it off and they just keep playing. Yeah. That didn't work. But when I started talking to his girlfriend, he got really, really pissed because I, I hit a nerve with him. Basically, what it sounds like you did to the guy, aside from like, you know, destabilize him by talking to his girlfriend, is pretend the game was already over and you'd already won. That would get in my head. You're just being confused. Like, I'm supposed to be going into this game, and I'm. it's over. That seems, like, very clever. If you know the story of Larry Bird, he was in a three-point contest okay. back in the 80s when the NBA first started having a three-point competition. You know who Larry Bird is, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So they had the three-point contest, which is the best three-point shooters in the league, all at the All-Star weekend to have a competition with who's the best. So Larry Bird walks into the locker room before the competition, and he says... Well, which one of you is going to come in second? And he didn't laugh. He was being dead serious. And nobody said anything to him because he was, as a player, he was already better than all these guys. He was an actual all-star. He wasn't just a shooter. He was an overall. He was up there with Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson. And he said that to them before the competition. Then he went out and he won the competition. He never even took his warm-up jacket off. And he won the three-point competition. So that has gone down in history as like the greatest Larry Bird story. Dre grew up in Philadelphia in the 1980s and 90s in this super intellectual family. You can listen, subscribe, or follow This Is Critical right now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or wherever you listen.